Welcome to It's Happening Now at the Generation Center, the growing place for growing people. Now, prepare your heart to receive life through the preached Word of God. Let's go into the sanctuary. No turning back. Turn to your neighbor and say, no turning back. No turning back. Amen. We'll get this recording started. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. No turning back. I need to see this. No turning back. Everybody say, no turning back. No. Amen. Amen. So, uh, no turning back. No turning back. Let's let's, uh, say this after me. Say this is the word of God, if I receive this word with only my mind, this word will be dead. This word will not help me. But if I receive this word with the spirit over my mind, over my feelings, over my fleshly desires, this word will be life for me. I receive life. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, receive life today. Lord, bless me as I deliver your word. Let it be your word only in the name of Jesus, we pray to God. Amen. Amen. We want to, the new level, come on, somebody say a new level. A new level is uh, the series that we've been on, what we've been talking about, a new level. A new level is different from the next level. Why? The next level is an anticipation. It's like I already know where I'm going next. And the next level is commiserate to the level that I'm at now. Uh, But where God wants to take us is not just merely the next level, but God wants to take us to a new level. Uh, A new level is not another level. Another level also commiserates just that, hey, I'm used to this, and this is just another of the same. If I get another dollar, I'm adding the same dollar that I'm used to to the dollars that I have. It's just another dollar. That's not where God is calling us. He's not calling us to yet another level. He's calling us to a new level. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Every day it said that his mercies are made brand new to us. Thank you, Jesus, that he that that is in Christ is a new creature. Hallelujah. And so it's not the next creature. He's not another creature, but he is a new creature. Hallelujah. And so God is calling us to a new level. Watch this. A new level is not about altitude, but it's about attitude. Hallelujah. Uh Uh-huh. Don't turn off on me. Don't turn off on me. A new level is not about altitude. It's about attitude. Uh It's my attitude. Somebody, come on, say it to yourself. It's my attitude that I got to change. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not our way, but it is his way. A new level is not our way, but it is his way. Uh huh. Moving closer to God is about identity. Somebody say identity. Uh huh. Yeah. It's my. It's about my attitude about my identity. Uh huh. Can somebody say Amen? 
Our true identity can only be discovered in alignment with God. Uh, where do we get this from? And so uh, as a rehash of the series, amen, we started this series, amen, and uh, we started this series in, and uh, are you moving? No, batteries must be going dead. Amen. Uh-huh. We started this series in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Uh-huh. And, and when you reread this, it says, Now Moses, are y'all trekking with me? Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, which means now, here it is, Moses is keeping his father-in-law's flock. He's looking after the sheep. Uh, his father-in-law was the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. Uh, I want to uh, step back and, and let you understand that this uh, uh, particular sliver of time is just telling you one of these days when Moses was tending the flock. This wasn't the first day that Moses was tending this flock. Uh -huh. This was at some point in that time where he was tending his flock. One of those days, uh -huh, he came to the backside of the desert, um, uh, to the mountain of God with his flock, okay, even to Horeb. And watch this, and it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. I want to stop right there. An angel of the Lord, an angel, Brother Phil, is simply a messenger from God. An angel is a messenger. They don't exist in any other places uh, rather than to, ca to carry a message from God. An angel is a messenger from God. A messenger carries a message. Are you with me? An angel is a messenger. Messengers carry a message. Uh, and, and that message is not from them, but it is from the Lord. Can you say amen? Uh, so an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. Uh -huh. I want you to understand this, that uh, not only uh, wasn't an angel of the Lord who carries a messenger, a messenger carries a message, but it was also it appeared unto him. Which means that, that if I was looking at that line of logic, it was an angel of the Lord that carries a message of, that was for him. I want to stop right there and let you understand that there are, God has sent to you and is sending you individual messages specifically for you. Uh -huh. Just as this uh, angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a, a bush, uh, there is angels, there is messages that God has sent to you that appears to you for you. Can somebody say amen? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it appeared unto him, which means it was a personal message. Uh-huh. Look, look at verse 2 again. And it said, and behold, the bush burned with fire. Understand this, that Moses, even though that there was a message from the Lord, Moses did not see the angel. He saw the bush. So essentially, Moses uh, saw the bush, before, he saw the bush, and he missed the angel. He saw the bush, but he missed the angel. Look at this. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him of, in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush, and he looked. And behold, the bush burning with fire, which means that he saw 
the bush and not the angel. Now, I want you to uh, step back here. I want to assert this too, is that this is not the first time that Moses had been tending his flock in the wilderness. This is also, if you look at the climate in the area of Brother Phil, Sister Gloria, uh, that there actually was burning bushes before. Bushes burn in the desert all the time. So for him to see a burning bush was was something that was actually common. Are y'all with me? Something that was actually common. And, and, and because it was common, let me assert to you that Moses had actually saw this particular bush before. How do you know that he saw this particular bush before? Well, if you, you, if you read down, you'll, you'll see some things in there that kind of tell you that something was different this time than the times before. Uh, yeah, so Moses saw this bush before. Bushes often burn in the desert, so he's probably seen this before, and he passed it off as another bush. Hallelujah. But sometime, but when he saw the same bush burning in the same place on this particular day, he saw something and said, wait a minute, how is it that this bush is burning and has not burned up? How would he know if something had not burned up if he wasn't sitting there watching it? He didn't have time to sit there watching it. He was watching his sheep. Can somebody say amen? And so what that tells you, that tells you that he had been there before, had seen this before, and come back, and something was uh, different. It said, wait a minute, there was a bush burning right there the day before, but now um, it's still burning, and it has not been consumed. Can somebody say Amen. Uh-huh. He saw this, and, and he said, you know what? There has to be something extraordinary about this because I'm seeing the same bush on fire, and there's something special about this bush. This bush is not consumed, and that got his attention. And then look at verse 3, and Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight. Uh-huh. Why this bush is not burnt. Can somebody say Amen. And so what he did, uh, uh, he, he, the bush uh, uh, got his attention, and, and he turned aside, which means he stopped what he was doing. He stopped going down the path that he was going, and he looked aside. He looked at it and said, you know what, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to uh, uh, wrangle my sheep together, and I'm going to go over there. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to do something that I haven't done before. I'm going to go divert from the normal path. I'm going to take a step off of the, the trodden path. Whatever, however you want to characterize it. Moses, it said that Moses turned aside. Uh, maybe, hallelujah, it's the repetition of the message. Maybe it's the scripture that keeps popping up on your phone. Maybe it's the same thing running through your dreams. Have you ever had some the same thing running through your dreams? Uh, uh, that's a shameless plug for our dream interpretation classes on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Uh, how many times have you seen this before? How many times have you seen miracles happen in your life where there's really no explanation for it? Yeah, hallelujah. How many times have you seen it and missed it? Uh, How many times have you seen it and just passed it off as, oh, that's just another burning bush? Hallelujah, hallelujah. But aren't you grateful that he keeps on sending yet another bush? He keeps on taking you through the wilderness. He keeps on sending you bush after bush after bush after bush after bush to trying to get you to turn aside. Uh How? 
We must turn aside. We must switch tracks, and we must do a deeper dive. We need to put our ears in the pages of the Word to hear what He has to say to our hearts. We have to seek His voice. Can somebody say amen? Uh, I want to make a, a small argument. There is a consequence once you turn aside there's a consequence for turning back. Uh, there's a consequence for turning back. If, if we were looking in Genesis, we, there's a story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and there's a story of a man named Lot who was messed up. Everybody say he was messed up. Yeah, he, he was messed up. Yeah, uh, there's so much of uh, this passage that we could talk about, but let me dis dispel any distraction. And, you know, sometimes when we read stuff, uh, I'm not a woman, uh, obviously, praise God. Uh, I'm not a woman, but uh, there is uh, some, some things out there that says, well, it's the woman that has the problems. Like, you know, some readings of the Bible, would, some would say that, oh, it's the woman who, you know, oh, this woman, she was this and that. Yeah, but, but it was Lot that was weak. It was Lot was messed up in this particular passage. Yeah, uh, the, it was uh, uh, that his own heart was jacked up and was evidenced by the fact that he offered his own daughters to be ravaged. Uh-huh. Uh, Lot was messed up. He uh, was sit, he was with Abraham, his uncle Abraham, and he uh, was had this great riches, and he found himself. He already knew that the city was evil, that, uh, that over yonder, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah were evil, but yet a few uh, years later, he finds himself living in the city, and he finds himself living at the gate, and he finds himself running a brothel. Oh, man. That's in the scripture? Yes, it's in the scripture. He finds himself. You think about it. He's, he's welcoming men at the gate, offering them a place to stay and, 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 and bed warmers. Oh, God. He was messed up. But we're not talking about right there. You can look at that at another time. Amen. Praise God for Bible study. Uh -huh. The lot was messed up, and, 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 and when the angel of the Lord came there and he realized it was angel of the Lord, he didn't want to leave either. He had to be dragged out by the angel, taking his hand and dragging him out and dragging the rest of his family with her. But I do want to focus on the fact that it was his wife that decided that she was going to look back. She was going to look back, and it, the scripture says, and she became a pillar of salt. Uh-huh. This message, I want to point out the fact that some of us turn around even when God is trying to bring us out of something. There is a consequence for turning back. And it said that she became a pillar of salt. And you ever thought about why it was a pillar of salt? Sister Linda, why a pillar of salt, Brother Rodney? Why a pillar of salt? A pillar of salt. Well, let me tell you about salt. Salt in ancient Greeks, the Homer poet regarded salt as being divine. The philosopher Plato calls it the substance dear to God's heart. Uh huh. Slaves were even traded for salt. Salt was considered valuable because it preserved food for storage. Our bodies contain about four ounces of salt. There are 14,000 different uses of salt. Uh huh. Salt was used for seasoning food. Uh huh. Seasoning sacrifices. Can you turn the screen back? Ratifying covenants, strengthening 
a newborn infant salt brings out the flavor in meats and accents vegetables. And when added, it deepens flavor of the most exquisite desserts. When it's used as a cleaning agent, it can help restore the whiteness to bathtubs. It cleans tarnished brass and copper. It can eliminate odors. And when it's used as a pest control, it can destroy moths and drives away ants. Salt preserves food and keeps it from decaying acts like an excellent mouthwash and antiseptic as well as we know in Cleveland salt is used to treat and melt ice and snow in the winter we don't want to talk about that amen uh-huh but it's used to that and uh, hallelujah unlike uh, uh, other precious materials salt is not valued merely on its appearance but is on its application so why a pillar of salt why a pillar of salt? Well, I, I, I suggest to you, uh, uh, the, uh, just imagine, close your eyes and imagine. And I, I got this revelation uh, some years ago in the winter. I was behind a salt truck. Anybody ever driven behind a salt truck before? Um, and it stops at a stoplight. And the salt uh, you know, spreader is still going. What happens is that at, when it goes, it leaves behind a pile of salt. The question is, how, what use is that pile of salt? Uh, what use is a pile of salt? It's, uh, it's a, I, I, I just thought about it. It was a big waste for the, the truck to keep its uh, uh, spreader going at the stop sign. And so it left a big pile of salt. And then that pile of salt had all this potential, had all this ability, but because it was just left in a pile, it was left in a waste. Salt can't be used. Hallelujah. If it's salt in a container can't be used. Are you understand what I'm saying? It, has no, it, it doesn't have any value until it's applied. So as long as it's in, how, how many, I, I, I have a, there's a salt uh, shaker that's been in that cabinet for years. And I saw it the other day. It's, it's there. Uh, yeah, it had value, but as long as it stays in a pile, as long as it stays uh, stacked up on top of each other and not being used, it loses its value. Are you with me? Can somebody say Amen. And so imagine all this potential in a pile. So what happens to you when you look back at what God has called you from is that all this potential is piled up in a pile. And now all this potential, all this use, all this ability is now you because it's peering in the past. Imagine all this potential in the pile. That was happened to us. All this potential is posted in a pile. It's not moving anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Has anybody ever felt like you're not going anywhere? You feel like you're, you, you have potential. You know that you've got potential. But when you look out, you're just standing in the same place. And every time you turn around, you see the same this and you see the same that. And you realize uh, that it's me. I, I, there's something. What's wrong with me? What's going on with me? Has anybody ever? felt like you're wasting your worth. Some of us haven't turned around though, but some of us are tempted to. I want to, hallelujah, can somebody say amen? Some of us are not there, but we're tempted to. But I want to talk to the people who have turned around. I want to talk to the people who found themselves a pillar of salt. 
I want to talk to those people, so you can just start ignoring me. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's changing automatically, but it seems like it's changing. Hallelujah. I want to talk to the people that are a pillar of salt. How many of you, how many of us have looked back? I want to talk to the people who've looked back and disobeyed God. I want to talk to the people who continue to look back at the things that God is trying to bring you out of. I want to talk to the people, those of us who have been locked as a pillar of salt for a long time in our life. When we look down, our feet are in the same place. I want to talk to the people who have been stuck. I want to talk to those who have seen their lives delayed. Is there anybody in the house like me who has been there, who, has, who may be even there right now, those who have felt like they are going in circle. I want to talk to the people who have been standing still. If anybody of you, if I touched uh, your heart on any of those statements, this word is for you. Can somebody say amen? Although there's a consequence for turning back, and many of us have, have suffered that consequence, we have wasted years of our life uh, uh, as pillars of salt, all of this ability. And we start talking about, yeah, I know I can do this. Yeah, I know I can do that. Yeah, I should be doing this. Yeah, I should be doing that. I know God has gifted me to do this. I know God has put this on my heart. Is there anybody in the house who've experienced being a pillar of salt? This message is for you. The message on today is that you've got another chance to turn. Aha, uh -huh. you got another chance to turn. Turn to somebody and say, you got another chance to turn. Yeah, you may have been a pillar of salt. You may have been a stationary for years, but you got another chance to turn. You may have turned your back on God. You may have ran to the opposite uh, uh, end of the spectrum of God. You may have denied him, but yet you got another chance to turn. Come on, somebody say, yeah, we got another chance to turn. Come on, make it personal. Say, I got another chance to turn. Uh, here it is. You got the writer Luke in, in, in Acts uh, chapter 3, verse 19. He says, therefore, repent and return. I, I want to break down the word return. Have you ever looked at it simply? It's really simple. The word return. If you break the word return again, you got the word turn. And you got the word re, which the, the word turn means to turn. The word re means again. Hallelujah. So he's saying you can turn again. Hallelujah. You may have turned back to your past, but God is saying to you, you can repent, which also means to turn, and you can return. I'm going to give you another chance to return back to what I'm calling you to. I'm calling you to a new level. I know that you're looking back at your past. I know that the stuff in your past has got your attention. But he's saying today, therefore, repent and return. Can somebody say, I'm going to return today. I'm tired of being stuck as a pillar of salt. I'm tired of not being, uh, recognizing and realizing my full value. I'm tired of the enemy telling me what I'm not. And I'm tired of me looking in the mirror and shedding some tears. I know that God has called me to something greater than where I am. And so God, I thank you for the opportunity for me to turn again. God, I thank you for your word that says I can read 
turned. That even though I messed up the first time and turned where I wasn't supposed to be. That I, hallelujah. I thank God for the opportunity that I can do it again. I can turn back again. God, I thank you for this opportunity. Is there anybody in the house that is grateful that now today I can hear the message that it's alright. It's up. I turned my back on God, but his everlasting mercy and his grace said, I can return. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm returning today. Hallelujah. I'm turning to his call. I'm turning to his message. I can understand. I see it. He's been sending burning bush after burning bush, and I'm not going to turn away from it. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn back to it. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. The scripture says, therefore, hallelujah, that means that uh, uh, the case has been made, uh, and now you can do this. Uh, therefore, repent and return. Why? So your sins may be wiped away. Uh, hallelujah. In order that a time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. What is that saying? That's saying that there is a, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are in the midst of a time of refreshing, and it's time for us to receive it. And the only way that we can receive it is if we return. How many of you today are making it up in your minds that I am not going to leave the same way that I came, but I'm going to use Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't turn back. Don't turn back. Don't waste your worth. Don't waste your worth. Don't turn back. Don't waste your worth. But even if you turned, even if you didn't recognize his message, even if you messed up before, hallelujah, this is a time of refreshing. There is a time of refreshing that we're upon. Somebody got to get excited about that. Somebody got to get excited about that. The, the enemy has told us that you have, I, your life is over, that you, you can't do it, that you pass the time. But the scripture says, therefore, repent and return. Repent just means to turn your heart toward him. Hallelujah. And return. Change your focus that your sins may be wiped away. In order that the time of refreshing, the times of refreshing, order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. How many of you need a refreshing on this, this morning? You need a refreshing from the Lord that only the Lord can give. Come on, raise your hands if you are in agreement. I need a refreshing from you, God. I need a refreshing from you, God. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. Hallelujah. Keep your hand up in the air. Oh, God, I need a refreshing from you. Come on, say, I need a refreshing from you. Come on, while your hand is up, I want you to see your heart turning. I want you to turn your heart toward him. I want you to turn your heart toward him. Turn your heart toward him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, my heart is yours. It's yours. It's yours. Have your way. Have your way with my life. I give you my life, oh, God. God, we thank you, oh, God, that you have a message for me. Hallelujah. And it's a message that there's a time of refreshing that's available to me. God, I receive your, your times of refreshing. Come on, say, I receive a refreshing. I receive your refreshing. 
I receive your refreshing. Create in me, God, a clean heart. Come on, create in me, God, a clean heart and renew in me the right spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now is my time. This is Pastor Curtin, and I thank you for listening to the It's Happening Now podcast. We pray that you were blessed by the Word of God today. Join us in person Wednesday, 7 p.m. for the Table Bible Studies and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship. The Generation Center is located at 365 East 156th Street in Cleveland, Ohio, 44110. You can also reach us on the web at www.thegencenter.org. That's T H E G E N C E N T E R.org. Like us on Facebook. Listen, we're going to the new level that God has called us, and we're going together. So let's go.